welcome back to another episode of In-Depth. My name is Luke Hardaker and I'm surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing or things that change the way you view your surfing. This week, I want to answer a hotly requested topic. It's all about surf skates. What surf skate to get? What should I be looking for? What don't I want? What do I personally do? And also, I wanna give you a bunch of drills and tips, some things that are gonna improve your surfing. So, if you're looking to get into surf skating or you're looking to get an upgrade, this is also gonna answer that as well. It's also gonna be for the people who are still on the streets and haven't made their way to the bowl. Um, there is an episode, episode eight, entirely about surf skating in a bowl, which is what you wanna be working towards. But anyways, let's get straight into it. Which surf skate do we recommend at Ombi? And this is myself and Clayton, our head coach, and that both of us are unanimous in a Carver CX truck. Any Carver deck is fine. Deck length is more about finding the right length to suit your stance. The rough 30 to 32 inch mark will suit most people. You can just take the CX trucks and whack them on any old school style pull board or bowl style riding skateboard or any nine plus wide deck meant for riding a bowl. There's, there's really, everyone has different names for them, but I call them an old school style pull board. Um, I prefer these as surf skating decks as quite often you get a surf skate and the deck is a gimmick and they look terrible. There is zero reason for a swallowtail on a skateboard. I'd rather a full kicker than a cutout, nor do you need your grip tape or design to look like a surfboard, have a tail pad, whatever, rant over, they look like crap, they serve you no purpose Purpose in performance, just make a board that works. That's what it needs to do. Place for your feet. It's a skateboard to be a skateboard. Which leads me to my custom setup. Now, for those who uh, unfamiliar with me, my history of surf skating and coaching and everything else. I've been surf skating for over 10 years and I've had a number of different brands. I got in kind of at the very early stage when it was just Carver and Smooth Star. And now there's a lot more. I have stuck with CX Carver trucks for pretty much nine and a half years of that. And I've tried a bunch of the other ones. I currently have this set up and it's what I've used for a very long time and I just change my deck, my wheels, tune it up like you would anything else. So I have a Carver CX truck. I have the Carver roundhouse wheels, the 95A version. These are faster for skating park and bowl, but they're less grippy and they hate rough surface. They're a hard wheel. Uh, typically your surf skate comes with the softer wheels, I think around the 77, 80 mark in terms of hardness, and they're really good for cruising, cruising the streets. They ride over a lot of things really well. So you've really just got to match the wheels to what you want. I've had different wheels in the past. I started trialing the Carver Roundhouses, and I don't mind them. I'm quite happy for now. Bushings, they're up to you, your preference on how stiff you want them. Um, bearings, I use bones, but to be honest, the stock ones that come with it are fine. I've just gotten to a point where I have upgraded my boards over the years. And I've put in different bearings, but you don't have to. My deck. Now, in the full description here, you will see the full guide. 
which will have the photos of my deck and everything else that is included. You can see what I'm writing and the style of deck and the shape. It's a nine inch wide deck. It's approximately 33 inches. It's an Into the Wild deck, that is the brand. And this is just a pool board style deck. I actually bought the deck because one, I like the shape. It's got a lot of concave in it, all these other things. But I bought the deck because it was a bit of a joke between me and my partner. And um, yeah, there's a bit of an inside joke there, which I won't get into. So why use a different deck? That's the main difference. And it's just my personal preference. It's wide, which gives it more stability, which is good for riding the bowl at high speeds and doing big turns. The deck has a good amount of concave in the top of it to keep your feet in. So basically you've got that big kind of cutaway, your feet kind of then get held by the sides of the board. The wider it is, the more stable it is, the more concave, things like that. And it has a tail kicker is great and a nose kicker helps to keep my front foot roughly in place and not slide off the front. An issue I had with a very short carver board, I used to have the Kersey boards. Oh God, this is way back, they don't make them anymore. Um, but they had a surfboard style nose and my front foot, if I was pushing myself in the bowl, going really fast, really high, sometimes my front foot would move a little bit and it led to some uncomfortable positions or some instances where I was just like, right, I'm, I'm over this deck, I gotta get rid of it. But what about other brands? And what this boils down to is one of two designs for a surfscape. You can kind of categorize all the brands into these areas. And it's the truck setup is either a reverse kingpin style truck or it's some variation of a spring-based truck system. The Carver CX is a reverse kingpin style truck. The Carver C5 is similar, but it is also different. So it's kind of a blend between the CX and a traditional like popsicle style standard skateboard. The Carver C7 is a spring-based truck. So I'm not recommending like all carver boards. And it is also comes down to what your personal preference is and the style of skating and what you want to do. Smooth Star and Yao are also spring-based. This is where the truck is going to swivel sideways from the center and work on a spring. These trucks have a lot of movement in them. The truck is usually also pulled backwards and this is back and away from the actual bolt holes when you look at how it connects to your board. That, that causes some other issues and my dislike for Smooth Star, which I'll talk about later. The reverse kingpin style truck, it's more or less a really basic way to explain it. It's just a regular truck. Well, it's not just, but it looks like a regular truck has been flipped around the wrong way. So normally on a standard skateboard, your two trucks, the kingpins point towards the middle. And on a Carver CX or a similar reverse kingpin style truck, you've, both, you've got both kingpin bolts pointing to the forward front of the board. This just means that it swivels sideways and just tilts based on the pressure you make. Unlike a regular truck though, it will tilt different due to the kingpin location. It's gonna allow much more movement than a regular truck. Why then do we recommend a kingpin style truck? Stability. And they mimic surfing a lot more closely compared to a spring style system. The turns are held and drawn out. They're not instant. You want them to last several seconds. And you want to be getting into a bowl and mimicking surfing where it's three-dimensional, not just flat ground. So you want a board that holds a line and can simulate the movements better. 
it's not that the Carver CX doesn't move. It's just that it's a closer simulation to surfing that you want to do. When you get into a bowl, you will want more stability from the truck to push it harder and hold those lines faster and longer. Remember, power is an illusion in surfing. You'll throw more spray by holding a turn for longer and using your rail more, not pushing harder. The reverse kingpin style truck will simulate rail to rail surfing so much more rather than fast twitch movements that your board doesn't even do when in the surf. So why not use a spring-based truck system then? And for me, in my personal opinion, it feels like a lot of surfscape marketing is absolute BS. Not all, but a lot. It's high intensity, snapping and wiggling on flat ground, making it look extreme, but that doesn't really replicate your surfing and it's not getting into a bowl where you're doing something similar, which is the whole reason you pick up a surfscape. I mean, if you want to pick up a surfscape and just do whatever, and that's your thing, by all means, like, go for it. There's no judgment or shame on any of that. It's just like most people want to use it to work on their surfing and not just do things on flat ground. So spring-based trucks tend to move way too much. And when the average surfer gets on them, they end up just creating a lot of bad habits rather than mimicking their surfing. Spring-based trucks end up wanting to wiggle more than anything else. Wiggling is not what you want from your surfboard, neither your skating. It may be fun on your skateboard, but it'll create a very disconnected and uncoordinated movement in your surf skating, and it looks horrible. If you think about a lot of surf skating, the stereotypes, it's a lot of wild movements that are really like, not lots happening, but the body's moving and the board's not moving. That's kind of what we're talking about. Within this whole episode, there is also going to be a bunch of GIFs and stuff for the training. There's also a GIF regarding this where Clay tries to mimic what this wiggling looks like if you try and recreate in your surfing, and it looks horrible. Um, so if you do want to follow along with some of the training drills, it will help explain. They'll have the videos in the description. You'll find the full link for the full written guide, which everything is there. So basically this GIF is Ant wiggling on a smooth star and Clay then wiggling on a surf skate and comparing the two, and it really just doesn't look good. And it's uh, to what cost is wiggling to your surfing? So it's not pretty and it doesn't get you very far in terms of surfing. And this, this is the movements wiggling is training you for and to repeat and the muscle memory is teaching you. It's not what you want in your surfing. Advice against wiggling is just to push or skate down a slope. I've been on carvers for 10 years, pushing is fun and a great tool to learn to use your body to create lift and momentum which is a skill we want in surfing ourselves. There's a massive difference between just pushing and also using your arms to propel yourself forward as you push. It takes coordination. So I mean just use your leg and figure it out. It's use your whole body to create that push. The same thing applies. Don't wiggle in the flats or the ramp. You're hiding bad habits or bad technique with the worst one. Point being, if you don't have enough space to get from ramp to ramp or around the bowl, you need to work on your compression and extension. You need to be able to generate momentum with your body and use the ramp to accelerate. Otherwise, if you're going that slow, just push with your foot. If you have a spring-based skateboard, that's fine. Just be aware of it and ride it with purpose. That means to be aware and push with your feet rather than wiggle for speed. It also needs to be taken into account when you skate the bowl and don't want to insanely snap on the spot. Your current surf skate isn't bad, 
It just takes more awareness to ride it the way it needs to be to simulate surfing. I've had a smooth style. It was the first surf skate I ever got. It lasted three to six months before I replaced it with a Carver CX and I never went back. No matter what I did to the setup, it just didn't flow and hold turns like a CX nor feel anywhere as nice in the bolt. My other personal preference is coming from other skating, having your feet over the bolt holes was a common like awareness that you want to have with your skating. And with the spring pushed back, having your feet on the bolt holes would push it in front of that truck and it would cause the thing to, when you turn sometimes, to nosedive. If you've ridden a smooth star or a yow or something similar, you might know what I'm talking about. I got to a point where that was annoying and it wasn't happening all the times, but sometimes if your feet moved, you repositioned during the bowl, it just got frustrating. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, Carver CX does it better, holds the line better, doesn't have this annoyance, I'm sold. So how do we get started in this then? And if you've not been doing this or you're new and you kind of want to work through some of these bad habits, this whole next section is for you. And ideally, you always want to skate on a slight slope and not just on flat ground. The point of this is that you want to have momentum moving forwards like you would in the surf, whereas the flat ground will teach you to, to wiggle. Most surf skates will come with good soft wheels. They're good for all surfaces and they're grippy. Like you'll be fine, just get the board and go. You don't need to really play with it too much at all. You can tune it up for your own personal preferences, but it's not really needed. You want to slope because you don't want to be surfing flat. You're either going downhill or you're turning uphill. You want to get used to this feeling. If you're uncomfortable or hesitant, then sure, start on the flats to get confident and then transition to a slope doesn't have to be bombing a hill, just a gentle slope. Everything when you start needs to be simple. Less is more. Again, this is a point not to wiggle and create mad, wacky, waving, inflatable arm tube band style. That's what we don't want. This is all about simple hand-eye coordination, stance, and always looking where you're going. It is really simple. We just need to get over some of the fears and simplify it, breathe, relax. So following this, I'm going to give you five drills, which will get you so far in your skating and surfing. And we're going to move on from one to the next when you're comfortable and you're consistent with the movements. So this first drill is you need to learn to push. This is a serious skill. It's important. It's going to set you up when you go to a skate park. If you don't drop in, which is totally fine, you don't need to, um, especially when you're starting out. Getting around, things like that, you need to master this skill. It's important. It's most people jumping on a surf skate are going to ignore it. And it's the best friend if you want speed. So when you go to push, use your front foot, it will stabilize you, and you're going to slightly rotate it just to find that balance point. It's going to look end up with your foot slightly more forwards. And as you kick off the ground to push, you're going to be compressed. You're going to be slightly bent to that knee on the front leg. You want to extend out of this compression and lift while pushing forwards. You're going to use your body to extend the momentum. Your arms will go forward with the movement for balance, but also get more out of the push. This is a skill you want to get used to and play with to understand how to coordinate your upper and lower body to get more speed and control. And if you struggle coordinating this push, you're going to struggle coordinating other aspects of your surfing. This is a very simple skill and a key part in developing coordination between the upper and lower body at the same time. 
The first main drill, which is drill two, is to look and point the knees. And it's going to improve your stance and teach you how to be stacked for good balance and coordinate the lower body for turning, as well as how where you're looking is where you're going. You want to find a neutral stance, kiss the knees, and this is going to improve your style and bring you front on so you can see what's going on. The back knee will come in towards the front knee. It's a whole previous podcast about that, which is improving your style and technique. It's one of the earlier episodes about the number 10 mark. So if you are following along with the full written guide, which is in the link in the description, you're going to see all the gifts about showing you what I'm explaining here in this, what we're looking for. So you don't want your stance to look side on, be in this poo man style. And once you've found the stance, just push to start. Make sure you have ample space around you and do a few turns or a slope with space for you to control it. Your arms just need to relax. You don't want to move them or do anything, etc. The main thing is to focus on where you're looking and how you're pointing your knees. You just need to keep the arms relaxed. So this will allow you to keep your focus on the movement and keep going with looking through the turn. Start and pick a location to go towards. Now once you're set, you want to initiate a turn and this begins with your eyes looking for a new location to turn towards. Start looking for that location. It can be anything. Just don't suddenly snap around and look at it. Draw the turn out, look through the turn. While this is happening, you want to point your knees in the same direction as where you're looking. This will connect the movement from your head to your feet and keep your body in a stacked neutral position. This is so important. Keep going, do a turn, and then change where you're looking to go back the opposite way. Keep mixing it up, changing your targets of where you're looking, and just feel how through very minimal movement, you can get the board to move a lot. The third drill is the next step up, which is to look, point the knees and the hands. And originally we wanted to get the hands out of this just so we could work on the lower body and not create this disconnect between the upper and bottom. This is where we are aiming to get you. We want you to be able to work with the upper and lower body in sync, working for the same thing. So when you're doing this, again, if you're watching the GIFs, everything's working. Movement is purposeful. The hands, the knees, the eyes all work together to go in the same direction. You want to be effortless movement and have some style. The trick here is exactly the same as before, except now introduce the hands to basically just both point in the same direction as your knees and eyes. This is now building your hand-eye coordination. You're going to go back, do all the same things as before, and add this extra layer to it. And what it's going to do is teach you to use your shoulders as you twist through these turns and to make sure that your arms aren't locking up these turns. Moving on to the fourth drill, which is developing the turn. So once you're comfortable with both of these, you want to make the turn more complex and stylish. You now need to focus on your back arm, aka your coffee cup arm if you're familiar with that, which you want steady for good balance and control all your movements. You're now going to use the back arm to lift the elbow up and palm outwards to turn around your front shoulder and then elbow down with the palm rotated up to the sky to initiate a lean in the opposite way. This is now introducing you to your basic bottom turn and cutback and surfing. Again, this one might be a bit more difficult. The GIFs and the videos in the full guide will help. When you start this, you may end up looking really kind of awkward and uncomfortable. 
and it will take some adjustment to make sure you nail it just so that you can skate with minimal effort. And this is all kind of what you want to implement into your surfing as well. Is do less, feel more. So again, same thing. In the show notes, there's a video which will show you the correction to this to make it look like you're doing less and feeling more. The fifth drill is to now take it to a steeper hill. You want to be on a slope, slightly steeper slope, work up to what you're comfortable with. It's exactly the same as drill three, except now you want to find that steeper slope so you have more speed and you have to work with it. It's going to be the exact same technique to control your speed and snake down the hill. You want to just go left, right, left, right, looking, pointing the knees, pointing the hands, and that's going to control how far you turn and how far you turn controls how fast you go down these hills. And the more you turn or change where you're looking is the more you can control that speed. To do this, look through the turn just a little bit longer. Go more horizontal rather than looking and doing short turns. You want to hold the turns for several seconds. Again, this links back to holding your turns longer and longer on a surfboard. This is a skill in itself, but it's going to teach you that your eyes control the movement and you can control the speed and length of the turn by where you look. A little note to add on to this is safety equipment. And if you're concerned with your safety, get safety gear. You'll notice that from the videos and things that we show sometimes that there's nothing really extreme going on unless you're in a bowl and that it isn't inherently dangerous just cruising on a slight slope, you're controlling the speed. There's not a lot of things there. A lot of the fear is in ourselves in that what could happen. So staying calm, relaxed, and always looking where you're going is gonna keep you safe. Not committing to a movement or looking down at something or worrying about something you may hit is when you're most likely to fall off. We are our own worst enemy skating. If you're still uncomfortable, get what you are comfortable wearing. The caveat is if you're just as scared and tense after putting on safety gear, something's off. It should ease you and make you feel more comfortable. If putting it on makes you suddenly tense up, it's not helping you. Being tense and worrying about a potential injury will just self-manifest that incident. It needs to help you so you can act without worry rather than lock up. If it doesn't go away, Breathe, relax, and work on not giving that fear any more power. Don't look at the thing that scares you. Look where you want to go, and your body will do the rest. Now, that may sound confusing, but say you put on wrist guards, knee guards, all this other stuff, and you're still terrified of skating a bowl. There is something wrong, and you need to address that so you can calm yourself. If you're not calm, you may put yourself in an awkward situation. That's what we're referring to. And that sometimes by putting on that safety equipment, it sends a signal to ourselves that we feel we're going to get hurt and you need to find what's right for you. A quick note on safety gear recommendations are generally knee pads. Learn to fall on them, especially in a bowl. It's going to make it easier. A helmet is generally what I will personally wear if I'm really pushing hard on a bowl and I want to go really high, really fast, especially on concrete. Um, that will just ease that burden for me and it will make me feel a little bit more comfortable. But knee pads is probably the first one. You don't need everything. What you need to do is learn to fall. So your goal in all of this is that you want to get to a bowl 
and off the streets ASAP. Skating the street or slope is like kind of surfing in two dimensions, back and forth, side to side. Your surfing doesn't do that. Skating a bowl will add up and down. And now you're closer to mimic surfing. It's kind of three dimensions. This is a whole other topic, and thankfully there's already a guide to improving your skating in a bowl. It's episode eight, I believe, so you can jump back to that. There's also drills and training in there. If you want to stay on the slope and work on this, try find a downward slope that then has an upward slope coming off to the side of it. This is typically like someone's driveway as you go down a street, but this can be used to mimic a gentle bottom turn down the slope. And then as you come up the other side, you can then start practicing like a gentle cutback coming out of it. This will help introduce you to some of the skills in riding a bowl as well, going up and down. This is why a Carver CX will be so much more enjoyable to ride. But if you don't have one, don't rush out to grab one. Work with what you've got unless you feel it's necessary to change, which for most people, it's not. Just ride the board with purpose and understand the way you want to move. This is not sponsored by Carver. It's just our preference. They mimic rail-to-rail surfing better and are more stable in a bowl. That's the nuts and bolts of why we prefer them. So in summary... Forget wiggling, work with the board you have and just be more aware. Be aware of purposeful movement and try and connect the upper and lower bodies to move together and not in this awkward kind of flailing way. Learn to push and really play with that movement to understand how to compress and extend in a coordinated manner. Then just find any slope, gentle is perfect, and play with looking, pointing the knees and hands and then mixing it up. This will develop an amazing level of hand-eye coordination as well as developing a natural stance and improving your style. When you're ready, move on to a bowl as it'll mimic surfing so much better than any slope can. So, has this explained where our stance is on surf skates, what we recommend, and given you some new drills to try? If you've never skated before, is this the kick up the bum to finally give it a go? Or do you already do these drills and it's given some extra nuance to perfect them? I'd love to know. You can reach out anytime. You can message me within the free community app, link in the description, or you can send an email to info at ombi.co. You can also write in an episode suggestion. There's a link in the show notes as well. If you'd like to improve your surfing, you can start a free 14-day trial and you'll get instant access to all of our training programs, which includes the beginner and intermediate structured follow-along training programs which are six and 12 sections long these teach you everything you need to know to break out of some of these dirty habits and improve your surfing they also uncover surf skating and there's a lot more detail than what i've covered here in some of the training there this also then includes our monthly maneuver deep dives where we do one maneuver every month and we do structured training and provide drills for a beginner, intermediate, and advanced surfer. But if you're still not sure, not sure where to start, you can jump in and do the free Ombi Method training program. It's completely free. Link is in the description as well. And that will go through this whole learning experience and explaining surfing to you and understanding where you're at, what you need to do to improve, and how this all fits into everything. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, It would mean a lot to me if you left a review or if you let me know what you're liking or disliking or if you want to put in an episode suggestion as well. 
Uh, it'd also mean a lot if you shared this around with a friend who may need this or someone who just wants to listen to something on the way to the beach. Next week, I'm going to be diving into how you can apply the OMBI method of training to anything you're working on to get results in your surfing. This is our approach to training and how we get results with people, regardless of what that concept is, what that maneuver is, what it is. This is how we break down how to get results in someone's training. So that'll be next week. So until then, I'll see you next time.